This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of No Don't Questions with Mel. I'm actually currently back in the Bay Area to spend some time with family. Ray is actually back with me, and I will say it's pretty convenient that Ray and I are both from the same area. He's actually from Lapidus, and I'm from Union City. If you're a Bay Area native, you probably know what I'm talking about. So it's always been really nice when we both decided to come back home because we could literally see both our families at once. And yes, he has met my family. And yes, I have met his family. So it's been a really nice uh, time to be back. For today's episode, I do have some curious questions for Ray that I've asked on Instagram, and I got a lot of good, interesting ones. Before we get started with that topic, let's kick everything off with my What Did I Google This Past Week segment. Okay, so the last thing I Googled is really random. It was the Great Wave at Kanagawa. You're probably like, why were you Googling this smell? So I'm actually currently reading this novel called Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Tomorrow. And there's a reference to this in the beginning chapters of this painting. And I just wanted to visually paint this image in my brain, which leads me to talking about this book. I have gotten so many requests and recommendations to read Tomorrow, Tomorrow, and Tomorrow. I think I hope I'm saying it right from everyone that I literally had, I bought the book and it's been on my nightstand for the longest time, but I finally had, to, had time to dive into it. And I can see why people enjoyed this book. It is so vivid and descriptive. And it kind of tells the story of these two friends that but it's also set in like they use it's a set of them like really enjoying video games i'm not a gamer myself but i really like how they use video games as kind of like their method to tell this story so um, if you're looking for a new book to read i would highly recommend reading this one it kind of reminds me very different storyline but i really loved pachinko because of how descriptive um she was as a writer and i'm kind of getting the similar vibes for this book so if you're looking for a new read and you're going on a long trip, make sure you pick up the book tomorrow, tomorrow, and tomorrow. Like I mentioned above, Ray and I are both here in the Bay Area. And on my drive up, I asked you all again on Instagram what I should do for my mini show. And the vote heavily skewed towards asking my boyfriend all your curious questions. So here we go. For the first time, let's welcome my partner, Ray, to my mini show. Welcome, Ray. Hi. Hi, everyone. Okay, let's just kick it off. So the first question is, what nationality is Ray and can he speak the language? I am half Chinese, half Vietnamese. And no, I cannot speak uh, Vietnamese or Chinese, unfortunately. I can only speak English. He's a one language kind of dude. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is an interesting one. What's a bucket list item for him or for you? I, I've always wanted to be a game show host. That'd be something that I feel like I would have a lot of fun doing. What kind of game show? I don't know. I think... Family Feud. <laughs> I don't know why Family Feud comes to mind. I think that's because I love hearing uh, 
Steve Harvey, Harvey make fun of people when they give stupid answers. Okay, I feel like I always watch you like watching their clips and laughing next to me. Ooh, okay. Bay Area or SoCal? Oh, this is an easy one for me. Bay Area for sure. I've only recently started living in LA and I grew up in the Bay Area. As expensive as it is to live there, it's where home is. And, you know, I, it's where a lot I learned so much of my culture, honestly. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I want to, like, give my response a little bit. But I don't know what I would choose. Actually, I know what I would choose. What would you choose? I love the Bay Area, and I feel like it's whenever I come back, it's home. But I think in terms of, like, weather and, like, lifestyle, I think I choose SoCal. Like, when I'm walking around the Bay Area, I can never see myself living there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know. Living expenses aside, I think for me, it's, like, it's got better nature, access to nature, if you will, and, you know, a better climbing scene. That's, that's probably why. So you actually choose to live in the Bay versus SoCal? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. The next question. Oh, I like this question because it relates to me. Um, <laughs> I am not a narcissist. Uh, something you didn't expect of Mel. That I did not expect of you when we first met and dated. I think once I got to know you and, and once you got a lot more comfortable around me, like how silly you are, like you like to laugh at yourself and make these jokes, even though sometimes I don't find them funny, but just hearing you or seeing that you amuse yourself. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of moments where I'll be sitting, like, we'll be in bed together, and he's playing some, like, poker game, and I'll be strolling through Instagram reels, and I'd be like, oh, my God, this is so funny, and I show him, and literally zero reactions. So I got to a point where I just start laughing by myself. Sometimes I think it's funny. I just don't laugh. But I mean, why? <laughs> I don't know. I will say, I feel like we both have different humor, though. Yeah. Mm, it's okay. We still make it work. I like I like to say I have, I have sophisticated humor. <laughs> you know, I don't deny that. I feel like my humor is like really kind of dumb. So maybe that's why you're like, when mm. I show you something, you're just like, what the freak? I think sometimes it's funny. I you just, don't laugh though. I know. That's weird. <laughs> oh, okay. How'd you start working at Morning Brew and what is the podcast you work on? Mm. To kind of go back a little bit, like I didn't always want to get into podcasting or producing, but... During the pandemic, I learned how to produce podcasts on my own just as like a hobby because it was something I wanted to learn how to do. And then I just found out that I really enjoyed it, loved the challenge of it, loved the process. And so did that on my own for about two or three years and then decided, hey, I think it's maybe I kind of turn into a career. Saw a job posting from Morning Brew and applied, interviewed and got the job. Originally, I was supposed to work on a show called Business Casual that eventually actually ended up getting canceled. But then uh, currently I work on our daily show, Morning Brew Daily, and I also produce Founders Journal, which is like our entrepreneurial show now. I have to pop in because I'm not here trying to like brag about my man. But I will say I think I find it really like very, um, how do I say this? Like I think it's really uh, encouraging and very, I can't find the right word. Like I think it's because before Morning Brew and going into like media and podcasting, you actually worked like at like education, you were to higher education. Yeah, I I worked at San Jose State doing like vendor management. I worked a variety of different like office jobs, basically. Yeah, but I think the fact that you were able to work on the podcast on the side and then was able to like kind of jump ship like corporate wise and work for a media company is really cool. So I feel like that is a testament to like how you're able to like, if you put more work into your passion on the side, you can like career shift Mm -hmm. and find something you like. Yeah, it's true. And you know, it's like a good and bad thing. The good thing is like, if you really just do the job and then like you just apply for it and show that you can do the job, it makes the employer, gives the employer uh, a easier choice, if you will, versus like you've actually proved it. And especially in media, like you have a portfolio as mm-hmm. opposed to like, 
most regular office jobs, it's like you just have your resume to kind of work off of. Yeah. So I had that going for me. But, you know, sometimes it, it is tough. Sometimes you just don't know where to start. I yeah. mean, YouTube is a great resource. I agree. And I also, not to brag again, but um, the Morning Room, the your daily show is actually on the top. I think it's like number 16 on the podcast charts, last time I saw. Yeah, we we debuted at number one as business podcast. We're like consistently in the top 10, top 20 for business. But you literally show. just started like, what, last year? Like the show in, started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About February. That's really cool. I I think it's I always find it really interesting because I feel like having a partner that does podcasting like full time. I, I mean, I do it full time, but you work for a corporate company that like has a resource and does all these things. Like it's kind of interesting to see you work because it's kind of it's a little different than mine, but I find it kind of nice. Yeah. All right. The next question. These are questions I feel like I would ask you privately if I had a deck of cards with all these questions on them. Uh, the next one is what's the first thing you noticed about Mel? First thing I noticed, I'm going to say on our first date, because we FaceTimed before. Plus, I I know who I knew who you were. But on our first date, that's where I'm starting is your hair. I remember you walking up or seeing you walk up for the first time. Your hair was like blowing in the wind and you have just like nice and you just look really good and your whole outfit. And I think you colored your hair a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just and you were like walking. You had like this big smile. And I was just like, for me, I was like, oh, OK, there's. I could see there's physical chemistry already. I feel it. Well, I physical chemistry more like physical attraction, right? Yeah, but that's the same thing. Chemistry, attraction, same thing. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's why I first noticed. That's so funny. Literally, like, seconds before, I was, like, freaking the F out and, like, calling all my friends. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm here. Uh, okay, the next one is, how does Ray cater to your love language? I think it's like a question. I'll say it's a question for both of us. Oh, like, how, how what I do and then... Okay, well, I think first you should say what your love languages are. Okay, so my love language, I feel like it's changed. So I am a words of affirmation girl. And it's like five years ago into the test. And I think I am quality time. And then next is like acts of service. Mm, okay, so quality time, I know is very important to you. You said early on in your in our relationship where you said, you know, quality time is super important to me because I want to make sure that we have time for us. And even though we go to like friends events and these different events and hangouts, when there's other people around, yes, we're spending time together, but it's not like just us. So I think early on, I, I counted that. But then, yeah, you you were like, um, I remember one discussion, you just, like we had a couple weekends back to back where we were spending like friends with my friend, mm. uh, time with my friend, time with your friends. And then I think later you're like, oh, I feel like we're not spending quality time. I'm like, what are you talking about? We've been seeing each other for yeah. like the last few weeks. But then I agreed though, like that is important because it's time for us to like sit around and talk and I cater to you in a way where if we have a free weekend, we'll like not do anything maybe, but try to like stay in bed or go out for a meal, whatever. And I think that's something that I really try to make sure I do. Mm. Words of affirmation is I'm still working on looking for cues, making sure that when you're feeling low or moments of insecurity that I try to give you support and care, even though sometimes I'm my natural tendency is to like figure out like the solution to something when it's more of just trying to listen and make you feel better. Mm. Yeah, I think you do a good job of that. I feel yeah. like I have a lot of like random like little moments that you always like come in really good for support for. Yeah, you said acts of service was the other one. I think so. I feel like okay, so I'll answer real quick. So how does Ray cater to my love language? I will say that like the quality time thing, you do a really good job. Um, but acts of service, I feel like so. Even though I'm a words of affirmation girl, I think this is the one thing I noticed with you in our relationship that I really appreciate and kind of like maybe slightly adjusted. You're a very acts of service type of partner, though. You're very action oriented. You're very the the saying of like, uh, what is that? You walk the walk, 
What is that? It's like a um, walk the walk, talk the talk, walk the walk. Kind of, but it's you know, like it's actions speak louder than words. Oh, yeah. I think you're a very clear example of that. I feel like you always like I don't know, like little things. Like he's very, you're just very considerate around the house when we're together, or like um, I don't know. I just feel like you always like you always support me, and I can't even really give you like a like an actual like action, but like you'd washing my dishes or like yeah i try to do that because especially i think that goes both ways like your act of service is to cook if you want to cook and feed us which i love and appreciate and then for me it's like okay if you're cooking and doing the prep i ought to clean that's just fair right yeah you can after the meal you can relax and watch tv like that's my act acting of service back to you yeah there's other things too i can't pinpoint but like I don't know, like little, okay, this is like so random, but like last time we were back in the Bay and we're, you're meeting my family for the first time. I think the fact that you even offered to drive us to like lunch or dinner, like when you didn't have to, just like little things. I don't think you noticed you do that. I really like, I, I appreciate. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but it feels like a lot of my friends are now getting on that baby train. If you have a friend who is also expecting or have little ones still in diapers, I always recommend Pampers Swaddlers. With Pampers Swaddlers, you can also rest assured that this diaper will prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Swaddlers has dual leak guard barriers at the legs to help protect where leaks happen most. And they have a blowout barrier, which is an innovative back pocket built into the diaper to help prevent those messy leaks up the back. Did you know that on average, babies will use up to 8,000 plus diapers before becoming potty trained? That is a lot. That's why Pampers Diaper Stash is the hottest baby gift for 2024. So give a gift to a loved one that says, we see you and we've got you. Pampers Diaper Stash is an online diaper fund that all parents with little ones will love. You can organize friends and family to contribute to a group gift of an online stockpile that never has to run out. Pampers Diaper Stash is great because it takes the guesswork out of choosing what size and how many diapers to gift. It's so easy to do, and it's the gift that always fits. The next one's really funny to me, but I feel like I got a couple of these questions, which is interesting. What's Ray's workout regimen? (laughs) Ah, this is the question I was looking forward to. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, number one, I appreciate everyone for being curious about it. Not to go too long, I'll try to, you know, summarize my workout regimen on a daily basis. First thing I do when I roll out of bed is to, like, stretch and do warm-up exercises just to, like, wake the body up, get the blood flowing. I don't eat breakfast when I go to the gym. Then I go to the gym first thing in the morning. If it's just regular strength training, I just do basic general exercises with dumbbells, barbells, kettlebells, you know, squats and stuff like that. If it's a climbing day, which is what I prefer, I mostly lead climb or I'll boulder for a couple of hours. Ooh, that's a long time. And then it depends on my schedule too. It's like Mm -hmm. sometimes if I have a clear morning, I like to soak it in. But if I have like an early morning meeting, I'll just do it for an hour. And then afterwards, I try to stretch again, cool down. I'll do like animal movements. I'll do hangboarding, which is basically finger training for climbers, just to kind of like cool things down and then get, go about my day. And then I have breakfast. Okay, I have a question because I obviously, and I want to clarify, I need to clarify because Ray, when we're together, he wakes up at 5.30 in the morning yeah. to go work out. And I'm just like, I hear the alarm. I'm like, oof. But he, you work out, I think you work out five days a week. Sometimes six. Yikes. I mean, like good. Saturday 
It's your running day. Yeah, like if I have a free weekend day, I'll go for like a hike or, or I haven't hiked in a while, but I would like to go for a hike or go trail running around mm-hmm. or climbing, a climbing trip if, if I have a planned. If you, let's say one day, let's say, because I know you climb on one day. Like if you're climbing one day, do you still work out, do strength training in the morning or no? Sometimes. I have before. Depends on schedule. If I have an absolute free day mm. and I'm feeling good, I'll do like a very quick, simple, just full body exercise and then like climb with friends. Mm. Yeah. Those are actually pretty solid days because like I'm warmed up already for climbing. Oh, that makes sense. I will say I appreciate his workout regimen. It's very like you're very um diligent. And I do think it kind of trickles to my lifestyle of it, which mm-hmm. I appreciate because there are days when he's like climbing or running on Saturdays. And I'm just like, okay, well... I might as well like take advantage of the time he's not here in the morning, and I and I take a yoga class. Mm-hmm. So I will say it's been nice to be with a partner who's very um, diligent of his like physical health. Yeah, I also intermittent fast too. If anyone's interested in my diet, and <laughs> I do not. <laughs> okay, so the next question is: What are your three favorite quirks about Mel? Mm. There's that. I had to somewhat think about it. Uh, number one, I noticed uh, for first is you like to make noises when you eat good food. You like very much express mm. what, what that you love your food. Like more recently, like we just had chung ching, and you're just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and you so, go, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> "That sounds about right." <laughs> but I, that doesn't bother me. I know it's a quirk, but it doesn't bother me because, like, I it, I feel like I'm doing the same thing. I just don't express it externally <laughs> as you do. You do though. Okay, with chung ching, I do. Yeah, you were telling like I heard you. I just go, "Oh yeah. god." I think is I don't notice you hear me. I mean, I don't notice I do it sometimes. Yeah, but sometimes even like when we eat uh, stuff at home and you're really hungry or you eat like a good meal that we ordered delivery for, um, you like watching food while you eat food and you're just like in a very happy state. So I noticed that. Another one is that you like to throw your head back when you have a very hearty laugh. You go, ha, ha, ha. Like <laughs> you, th- you throw your head back when I know that you have like a really good laugh. Oh wow! I didn't know that. I mean, that's I. Everyone laughs in their own way, but I, for me, I think just enjoy that because I know you're really enjoying that joke. Or usually, it's not at me. It's like something you saw on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, and then, um, I think I I generally enjoy how enthusiastic you are and how you and how enthusiastic you get over things over things like when you really love something you really like something you just get really like jazzed about it and it makes me jazzed about it sometimes too Wait, really know? like what like chongqing <laughs> <laughs> wait it's because you you like it too yeah i but thought we're the chongqing ambassadors huh yeah <laughs> people who don't know what it is chongqing is this noodle palace we found in alameda where you went because we used to live in oakland and we just found this noodle shop and it like literally like we just love it so much mm-hmm also like like early today where you wanted to take a nap like as soon as you you're like super fading you're getting tired but as soon as you like got into bed you're like ah. <laughs> and you get really excited and then you start snoring that's true i snored oh sorry mm-hmm. oops okay i think the next question is probably like a very a question i think a lot of people would be curious about but i, I feel like we talk about this enough how do you feel about having details about your relationship being shared publicly on a podcast I'm honestly okay with it. This is something my friends have asked me about it too once we started seriously dating. Yeah. I think I was never bothered by what you would talk about on ABG. I think you do a good job of, you know, letting me know when you are going to be talking about something that 
that we uh, about our relationship or about me like explicitly sometimes i'm sure maybe you probably mentioned it but it's like we're going to be talking about Mm. something i'm honestly i've always been okay with it i've never had an instance or ever had a feeling where i was like "Mm, no i don't want you to talk about it and i feel like even if i did for me i always want to like respect that it's your business and it's your content and I appreciate you giving me the space to have input, but ultimately I'm also like, it's, it's your guys' podcast. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't, this is like something like super incriminating or something really bad. Like I would not want to, um, I would express my feelings, but yeah, you have full right, but I'm okay with it. Mm. And I think for me, it's like, I feel like I've always, this is like my PR side, like public, like whatever. But I think whenever we talk about our relationship on the podcast, I've always like try to run it past you because mm-hmm. you know the topic going in. Yeah. And I have a rough idea as to like what I can and can't say. But you're also just a ch- so chill. Yeah, I think a part of it is also because I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny because I see comments where like, oh, I wonder how their partners feel about them sharing this. I'm just like, to be honest, most of the content you've seen I've probably already run past Ray. And yeah. he always said to me, I don't care. Yeah. Like, literally. Like, usually when you say, like, oh, we're going to be talking about this. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Or I, you do something that's like, is that okay? I'm like, no, I don't really care. Yeah. I For, for me, too, I, I think as long as we're good in the real world, not the internet, like, you mm-hmm. know, whatever it is that you say or talk about on the internet, as long as we're good in the real world and, like, what's really, truly essential to our relationship that's really what i care about mm. don't really care about what's being portrayed on social media yeah you're also not only into social yeah it's kind of like works to my advantage yeah, I, think, I, think, I think i do like it that's true okay Ooh, your favorite mel memory you know the thing is i actually don't know some of these answers so i'm curious to hear what you said there's a lot if i had time to like really think through everything sure i could list a bunch but one that sticks to top of mind for me is when we were watching the uh, XG music video oh. and I was trying to do one of the dance moves and you thought I looked so silly and I think you were laughing for like 10 minutes. Well, both of us were laughing. You you were cracking up because you thought I looked stupid <laughs> and I was doing it wrong. And I think I was, I didn't, I thought I was doing it right, but also at the same time, I knew that you were, uh, I was making you laugh so much. And like you couldn't stop laughing and then I couldn't stop laughing. I think we just laughed for a long time. And that was that's like my favorite memory. And it was just like in your room. <laughs> you couldn't stop. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. I think because you looked like you were like washing your neck or something. <laughs> was it the left right video? Yeah, it's always left right. Yeah. And for our last question, what are you looking forward to the most in your relationship with Mel, say in five years? Ooh. Lots of things. I would look, I look forward to us traveling more, hopefully experiencing more things and making more memories, making a lot of memories like between us, but also making more memories with like your friends and your family and stuff like that. Like, I think as I'm getting closer to the people who are close to you, it's giving me an opportunity to like get to know like your whole world before you met me. Mm. And that's exciting to me. and And I enjoy that, but also vice versa, right? Like you're getting to know my family and like my friends, it's tough because you know they're they're far apart from us. Yeah, and of course, you know, in terms of our relationship, just deepening it, and hopefully, you know, milestone events like moving in together, living together, and maybe something else <laughs> that involves the aisle and 
an altar and maybe an officiant and some flowers. I'm trying to think, like, what's an alternative to that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. But yeah. I'm very much the person, the type of person of enjoying the journey. Mm. I'll end it there because I'm getting shy. Uh, well, thank you so much, um, Ray, for joining me on my mini show. And thank you for everyone for welcoming my partner and asking your questions. I learned a lot and it was very like a heartwarming to hear his answers. Um, I do see our podcast, the Studio Mini Show, as like a safe space and like a mini home. So thank you again for these intimate questions. Let me know if you resonate with this episode in the comments of this Instagram post. And thanks again um, for just following along with me on my dating journey. Because I feel like a lot of you guys have been there since I was single and now I have a partner. So thank you for being there with me since day one. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Ray. Do you want to say anything before we hand up? End thank, out. <laughs> thank you for th thank you for setting this up. I appreciate it. It was nice. It was a fun exercise. Yeah. I was prepping for it. I know. Where's my twenty dollars? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get you dinner. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere else you get your podcasts. All right, everyone. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.